Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash IMTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hey, everybody. So last week we reviewed Underwater. Uh-huh. And we gave it pretty rave reviews. And spoiler alert, if you didn't know, skip ahead because we're going to be talking about this. But at the end of the movie, obviously, this monster comes out, right? Well, after doing some searching, aka watching interviews, find out that was all intentional. Yeah, the director said that um, that it, he he said it is Cthulhu, but... That they that he didn't want to outright say it right or something. Yeah, ba- and basically, the short story, the Call of Cthulhu, I guess, kind of mimics what happened. Like, not. I mean, in the story, they don't go down or whatever. Yeah, they didn't fully adapt. It. Yeah, but he was saying like the themes and all this stuff. And yeah. It was like, so we yeah, were right. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know what? That's a good. That's a good way to do it. Is to like take this like story, but. You don't just straight up adapt it. You just you change it enough to make it more modern, especially because back then it was more about like oh the Euclidean uh, geometry of the of the temple, and also I don't like black people because H.P. Lovecraft was super racist. But like the coolest thing is is not only does that kind of open up this box of sorts of what you can do. But it also, like we've been talking about how it's been accidental, is kind of like, maybe this is what we should get more in film. Yeah. We've said this, I want to say we talked about this last week or the week before, whatever, but the one thing that we really enjoyed about Glass and what that all meant was that these movies prior to were origin stories without them being necessarily origin stories. Yeah. For this universe, like Unbreakable, obviously is an origin story, whatever, yeah. right? But when we got split, no, no one thought they connected. Yeah. Like, why would anyone uh, think they connect? There was nothing in there that connected them until was, the end. It was only until that very fucking little part at the end, which was like, oh yeah, also like uh, the guy from Unbreakable, he exists in this universe, and I know. That you weren't a big fan of Unbreakable. Yeah. But the fact that he could do that. Exactly. Was like, that movie's like fucking 15 years old. That's why I like I constantly am flip-flopping on 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 him so much on M. Night. Because it's like, now, now I like him again. Because I'm like. For now. Yeah, exactly. Because Split and Glass are just like, they're great. They're amazing movies. Like, they are awesome. And then. The fact that, yeah, like you said, like, that's the type of thing we like to do where it's like, give you a story. It doesn't, we don't tell you like it connects to this, but you find, you, you see something here and there and it's like, oh, so it connects to that then. And it's like, yeah, but we don't, it, we don't want to shove it in your face where it's like, I, I would rather like, um, a character from, from something like show up and it's like, oh, they're actually just doing their job in this universe. Oh, that's why they're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, that was really cool about the endless. Yeah, he had this whole story prior to right, mm-hmm. but when you're watching the endless, you have no idea that you're going to see the two guys from Resolution. Uh uh-uh. uh Even though it, now it totally makes sense. Yeah, it's funny too because it's like you they they kind of tell you at the beginning like this is connected to that. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like the fact that they show up, you're like. Holy shit! Like, like, uh, yeah, I knew it was like connected, but like, now it makes it like it just like affirms it like that much more. And I, I don't know. It's just I think because we're in this age wa- with remakes and revamps and 
hey, you know that movie a couple years ago that made a lot of money but everyone hated? Yeah, we're just going to remake it again. But, like, it's not the same, but it's not a sequel, but it's not new. Uh, but but we're still gonna do it, and it's and we get to a point where we're like, why, yeah. right? Why mm. just move on? And I mean, we're saying this as complete fanboys of Marvel who are like, another movie connects. Yes, yeah. But that's because that's what Marvel does. Yeah, that's all it does. Uh, the the reason why I feel Star Wars was received the way it was was because. Everyone was waiting for whatever they had in their head. And Disney didn't help by trying to connect everything. I think that's kind of what was polarizing with The Mandalorian is that you got this character you don't know anything about. Then they bring this other character in who is like, wait, what the f... But that... But... But but I thought Yoda... So Yoda's not the last... But then what is... So... Huh? Yeah. And the thing is, this takes place in a time where whoever that baby is, yeah. you would think that we would know about it by now because we're 30, 20 something years removed. It's 30 something. Yeah. But we don't know. It's just refreshing knowing that we can get this. Where we don't have to have every single thing tied in, even though it does tie in like the Darksaber. Yeah. Right? That's super cool to see. But it's loosely, right? Mm. And that's kind of, I think, why we like these movies. Like, we like these ideas, how they basically gave us a Cthulhu movie without mm. having to be like, and then I call on the Cthulhu, yeah, and the exactly. master of uh, darkness. Like, it's not shit. It's just like, oh, uh, whoops. We yeah. did that. But I don't know. It's, it's such a cool concept, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can tell this entire story without having to do all of this like deep oh well let's get into this and let's i mean don't get me wrong sometimes that shit's cool like when you see something and it comes about and then blah 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 and in the end it's like oh but the thing is we don't need that all the time no i think i think that see i think that also goes to why we like prometheus more than like other people is because it was this other side of the story like we, did we need this no but the the fact that ridley scott had this idea right that he's like i wanted to tell this other story i don't know it's just a it's an intriguing idea that has been going around for a while and it's something that is very cool to see now where we have a lot of these connected universes and this is a sequel and this and that, but it's not so much over the head. It's like the little Easter eggs used to get and whatever. And it's like, Oh, see, that's a callback to this. Yeah. It's just really cool to see. And yeah, hopefully underwater can do well enough or make some sort of cult following where we could get a part two of some sort because it would be kind of cool to see you know what happens in the future or what happened the first time that's true yeah will you get a a prequel i don't know who knows anyways this is the fucking news so speaking of star wars and expanding the universe just recently it was announced that taika waititi uh, is in talks to develop a star wars film whether or not that's like a, a a continuation or like some kind of spinoff or like a prequel like set before we don't know anything yet about that but we i mean we have seen him in uh the mandalorian um but also isn't this great that we're finally going to have someone to save star wars because I mean, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy and 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 all those that Star Wars, that Lucasfilm, they need to get out of the way first. But now that Taika Waititi's there, he's gonna save Star Wars, right? Because Star Wars needs saving. Because look at what J.J. Abrams did with Star Wars and how horrible he messed it up. I don't know. It's cool, but the fandom kills it. Uh-huh. I, I mean, we, we're a fan of Taika Waititi through yeah. and through. Yeah. Uh, love everything he's done. Green Lantern's okay. But, 
it's the fans idolizing this idea that look at what he did with Thor. Yeah. He oh he made Thor so good and it's like Thor was good. Yeah. He just made it fantastic. Yeah. Having this idea that he's gonna he's gonna save it and it's like yeah until he writes a character in there or m- moves this plot line in a way that you're like wait what? Yep. So you're saying he has like moral values and like respects women? So this is dumb. Oh, yeah. Disney got a hold of. Oh, he just he's they a Disney fighter. He, yeah, he just did whatever Disney wanted to. Oh, they totally neutered him. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could have had a great film. Yeah. Oh, I just got a hold of the script that they originally wrote, and it was so much better than what they what they gave us. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I don't think I uh, resting all of your faith in one person as like a savior is stupid because. We've seen what happens when you do that. Like Joss Whedon. <laughs> they brought him in to help with um, Justice League because Zack Snyder had to, while well, he stepped down. And so they're like, well, of course it's going to be a good movie. He's our savior. He made Avengers. And it's like, fuck, God damn it. I hate fans. <laughs> I hate the fandom sometimes. And I think that's what's really upsetting is... We can't be that happy because we know that something goes wrong, then mm-hmm. everyone's going to hate him. Yeah. It's going to be this, whatever. And then if something goes right, they're going to be like, yeah, see, we knew all along. It's like, no, you have no fucking say in it. Mm-mm. You have nothing to do with it. No. It's Disney and him and a bunch of writers and producers and all this stuff. Yeah. You have no say. You don't doesn't matter what you say. Even when you think it matters what you say, it really doesn't. But that's what I think that's what's most upsetting is that as cool as this sounds and I do hope that he does something whether yeah. it's a TV show or one off or maybe they give him a, a you know a series of movies, I don't know. But knowing that he can do these big movies but still have like his small like director mind it's fascinating but the fandom just makes it feel like uh, okay i don't know it's just yeah you're you're right um i feel like they this it's stupid to to pin your hopes on one person even though it is someone who is like we has a great track record but like yeah, like you said, they could. He, I mean, he could, for all we know, give us something that's not great. And, well, and then, honestly, we'll probably end up. Oh yeah, it we're gonna way. love it probably no matter. Just what. like when we left Solo, we we're like, that's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, Solo's a good. Even Solo's though, a good movie. Even though everyone hated it. Oh, I'm never watching that Star Wars movie. That was again. such a good movie, though. Yeah, so there's there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance that we're gonna go out of the movie yeah. liking it. But it's just what that what comes with that movie yeah. is what we're worried about. We're worried about the fanboys quote unquote winning and showing us see when you give this male director all the ring to do what he wants to get a great movie. And then Wait. as soon as you start to point out like Hey, yeah, but he did this, which you hated in this movie, and and he pushed this narrative, which you, you definitely didn't want in this movie, and and yeah. oh, he also had this and this, and you hate this. They'll be like, no, but see, but they did it differently in this movie, and that's why I hate it. That's honestly I what I don't want to hear. Yeah, I I guess I could stomach them bitching, but when they try to grab a win out of nowhere and say like yeah see we did this yeah yeah. like how how some people love the new star wars because oh because kathleen kennedy like she's out of there it's like no she's in a bigger position yeah but then before than you think it is so justice league dark movies and a tv or i i guess it might be more multiple tv series are in the work from jj abrams He's coming to save the DC <laughs> universe because I, I I can't wait to see what he does. Right? 
is J.J. Abrams. I, I like most of what J.J. Abrams does. But the fact that, once again, oh, well, see, okay, wow, Aquaman was great. I mean, Wonder Woman was fine, but Aquaman was great. Did you see Aquaman? It was so great. Uh, Shazam was okay, but Aquaman was, like, hilarious and fun. It was was, what we wanted. Sorry, I'm a DC fan, so Aquaman. So you hate all the bad stuff. No. There's no bad stuff. You love all the bad stuff. There's only Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam. Wait, so is this a separate thing again? Uh Uh-uh. Like, it's going to connect, I guess, to everything. So they're talking about how, like, the original team includes, um, like, John Constantine, Madame Xanadu, Dead Man, Shade, the Changing Man, Zatanna, whatever. But um, this is basically, like, early, like, stages of of everything, like, in talks. I, I mean, I think... I think it's going to tie into, I mean, obviously with the crisis on whatever, I think they're they're like hitting hard on like everything is connected now, everything's canon. You see, yeah, that's what we said. Yeah, which I think what they might do is like the TV series might be a new like a new TV series, but like connected to the CW stuff. But it's and then like do live action stuff, but that's connected to the. Like Shazam and all that. So, but, but, but it's the, all connected because Crisis on Infinite Earth said it's all connected. The Constantine TV show we had already. That no, that's, so that's did, not so that wait. doesn't count. Well, it does because Crisis on Infinite Earth says it counts. So is this going to be a part of Earth Prime? That's the CW TV shows. That's what they do. They call themselves Earth Prime. I don't know. It's it's like they barely started like saying like oh, that he's Yeah. No, I just I like the idea of everything no, no, connecting. Yeah. Because uh, in uh in that crisis thing, they showed basically everything minus the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and it showed like the the DC network shows. Mm-hmm. They're a part of it tangentially. Yeah, they're part of it, but just in their universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're part of a bigger multiverse. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of it. It's canonical, but only in a different universe. So, that's cool. Uh But, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not necessarily for me anymore. I don't give a shit about those shows. No. Uh, I barely give a shit about the movies. I know. The, you know, the characters are what I like the most. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy because the Constantine TV show, everyone loved. Yeah. They just canceled it because they're like, well, it's not doing that well. But the funny part is everyone loved it so much that they got that, that guy, guy to come to, back. As Con- Constantine, right? Yeah. So it's like, why won't you just focus on that? And try know. to revamp that, so it's. Still... What if they get him to be Constantine again? Then that would see that would be better. I, I would actually enjoy that because it's like it would make sense, right? Because it's like you could do like a oh. you could do like a soft reboot where yeah, it's the same character and everything, but everything just feels a little bit different. Yeah, it just looks a little bit different, feels a little bit different. You know, there's a there's a plane and it just people are dead it's... on the island. Oh wait, what? That's not no. They weren't all. They weren't dead in the end. They, uh, god damn it. But yeah, like uh, I don't know. I don't understand what DC's trying to do because they're trying to give us like Harley Quinn movie, right? Which I'm all for. That's that's awesome. But it's still the same Harley Quinn that's from like Suicide Squad. But but then it's funny because it's like, but that has Ben Affleck's. Batman, which means that ties to the other... Like, see, it's like... But now they're trying to say, like, oh, it doesn't connect to that stuff, right? Yeah, it does. Oh, it does? It has to. I like I like that they do that in Aquaman, too, where it's like... Oh, like, we could get the Justice League to, just to help with this world-ending event, but just Aquaman is fine. This is an underwater thing. They don't need to worry about that. <laughs> And then, like, with, like, The Suicide Squad, it's the fact that it's not a sequel, it's not a 
like they, it's not like they're pushing that old one out of the canon and like saying, "Oh, this one is like the the true." They're it's like they're they're wanting to have both ways. Yeah, they're wanting to keep it, but like at the same time, be like, "But this one's gonna be the good one because we brought in James Gunn." <laughs> God damn it! See, the thing is though. DC had an easy way out of this whole thing yeah. by just making these movies not connect anymore. Yeah. But they keep wanting to stay that way even when they have success doing the other thing. The Joker doesn't do shit to any other movie. No. And it's like their best movie they released. But the Harley Quinn thing, I think what would have been funny is if that is a, a separate universe and then all of a sudden... Batman's different and Joker's different. Yeah. And it's like, wait, so what wait, what universe is this? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's it's a different universe. Because they could do they they set they've already set it up like that with the Crisis on Infinite Earth yeah. thing. They literally could do that because the one thing they could do is to preview Robert Pattinson's Batman is have him cameo in it. And then you're like, Oh, so this is like it's the same actress as Harley Quinn, but this Harley Quinn just exists in a different universe. Yeah, this isn't Earth fifty six. Oh. This is Earth sixty five. See what I mean? Like they could have, <laughs> they could have done. And as as choppy as that seems, of wait, but you just took her and then you put her in a different. It's like yeah, that's fine because that's what happens in the universes. Yeah, that's literally that's what happens in the. That's what happens in the comics constantly. Yeah. It, they even make jokes about it in that fucking TV show. And how like that Brand, Brandon Roush, whatever, he plays a character on the TV shows, but then he came yes, back as yeah. the, as Superman because he plays like the Atom or whatever, and then I and yeah, and then he plays Superman. <laughs> so you had this opportunity to do that. We thought Shazam should have done that. Shazam totally should have done that. Well, and they even the fact that they didn't show Superman's face, they could have done that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what you're trying to do. And the the funniest part about it is, like, we're not even talking shit about DC. <laughs> we're literally talking about how they could get better with yeah. it. But DC's the one that's like, no, we're going to put our own foot up our own ass because <laughs> we know what we're doing. You know well, that Birds of Prey movie that everyone loved? Yeah, we re-edited it so it's not that good because that's what people like. Didn't you see this the original Suicide Squad? That movie was horrible, but it made millions of dollars. We can't just put a great movie out and expect yeah. not. <laughs> don't be dumb, dumb. I don't know. It's cool, but if they just do this correctly from now on, mm. I don't want the Robert Pattinson movie to connect in any way. Just give me that. <laughs> Look at how well Joker did. Doesn't connect in any Don't connect well, that Joker in, in this Batman. Yeah, oh god, I I really hope they don't. But yeah, I I think you're right because I like the fact that they're they're casting their own like like penguin and like other villains. I don't I forgot who else is going to be. Like the Riddler's going to be in it, right? And the fact that they're like I just if they did their own Joker, right? Like get someone just find someone new, right? I mean, we'll see, you yeah. know. I mean, I'll probably watch the movie. Yeah, I I I watched the movie, if but the, the TV show. I mean, unless no. it's really good. Yeah, unless unless it's not CW, then yeah, I'll I'll check it out. Good morning, winner. Take a deep breath. Visualize the mountain of your success and look down at everyone who's ever doubted you. Fuck those losers. Fuck them in their stupid fucking faces. It's the last day. We got you through high school. I need to go over the end of the year budget numbers. Can't we just graduate, head off to college? That should do it, right? We will persist. I can't hear you. I can't soundproof glass. We have to go to a party tonight. 
What? Nobody knows that we are fun. We didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges. And it worked. But the irresponsible people who partied also got into those colleges. I'm incredible at hand jobs, but I also got a 1560 on the SATs. We haven't done anything. We haven't broken any rules. Name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules. Picasso. He broke art rules. Rosa Parks. Name another Susan one. Susan B. Anthony. God damn it. Picture this. I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. Hand sanitizer. Check. Chapstick. Check. Mace. Listen, it is very important that you keep the safety. Seems excessive. Shotgun. Just kidding. Yeah. I don't have one. Don't say we're having a date night. Why? It's funny your parents think we're boning. What you two have is special. We are gonna show each other how much we care about each other. We'll probably just do a Korean face mask. I don't need to know all the words. Booksmart is a 2019 American coming-of-age comedy film. Directed by Olivia Wilde, screenplay by Emily Halpern, Sarah Haskins, Susanna Fogel, and Katie Silberman. Amy and Molly, played by Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein, respectfully, are two high school seniors who have been best friends since childhood, but are considered pretentious by their peers. Amy has been out for two years and has a crush on a girl named Ryan. Molly urges Amy to attempt to forge a relationship with her before they graduate. On the eve of their high school graduation, Molly overhears classmates talking about her in the bathroom. She confronts them and tells them that she got into Yale, but they reveal that despite partying, they too got into prestigious colleges. Stunned, a panicking Molly rages while all her classmates celebrate the end of final year. Molly angrily tells Amy they should have enjoyed their time in high school more. She proposes they go to a graduation party held by Nick at his aunt's house, though initially reluctant, Amy accepts. The pair quickly realize that neither of them knows the address of Nick's party. Molly calls Jared, played by Skylar Gisondo, a wealthy classmate who likes her. He brings them to his unattended party on a yacht, where they encounter his drug-crazed friend Gigi, played by Billy Lord. Amy suggests they go home, having fulfilled their plan to party before graduation. But Molly calls a Malala, their code for unconditionally doing what the other wants to do, and Amy consents to continue with the night. The girls call a lift and are shocked to be picked up by their principal, Jordan Brown, played by Jason Sudeikis. After the girls accidentally play pornography through his car speakers, Brown drops them off at what they think is Nick's aunt's house. It turns out to be their classmate George's house, who's hosting a murder mystery party. They encounter Gigi again, who reveals that the strawberries they ate on the yacht were drugged. Amy and Molly soon experience a bad trip and hallucinate that they are George's sister's dolls. They escape George's house and get the location of the party from a pizza delivery man. Amy accidentally leaves her phone in his car. Molly's phone is nearly dead, lasting just long enough to call their teacher, Miss Fine, played by Jessica Williams, who gives them a change of clothes and a ride to Nick's party. When they arrive, Amy goes to talk to Ryan and Molly goes to talk to Nick, on whom Gigi got her to confess she has a crush. Amy finds Ryan making out with Nick. Embarrassed and heartbroken, Amy wants to leave. She finds Molly and calls her own Malala, but Molly refuses to grant it, thinking she has a chance with Nick. This sends Amy into a rage, and she reveals that she is taking a gap year to travel to Botswana, as she resents how Molly always tries to control her life. The two loudly argue in front of their classmates, and Amy runs to the bathroom, finding Hope, played by Diana Silvers, her classmate, already in there. They are first combative towards each other, but then Amy kisses Hope. They start to have sex, but Amy vomits on her, ruining the moment. Cops show up, and the partygoers scatter. Molly, unable to find Amy, is driven home by AAA, played by Molly Gordon, a popular student with a reputation for promiscuity and the two bond over their stereotypes that both have suffered from. 
Molly wakes up on graduation day, regretting what happened between her and Amy. She discovers on her phone, everyone is talking about how cool Amy was for creating a diversion at the party, allowing everyone else to escape the police and getting herself arrested. Molly visits Amy in jail and apologizes for her manipulative actions, leading to the pair's reconciliation. Molly learns the pizza driver is a serial killer and they trade the information to get Amy out of jail. They take Jared's car to graduation where Molly kisses Jared on stage and gives an improvised valedictorian speech, receiving a standing ovation. A few days later, as Molly helps Amy prepare for her trip to Botswana, Hope comes to the door and gives Amy her number. Molly subsequently drives Amy to the airport where they share a tearful goodbye. As Molly drives away, Amy jumps in front of her car saying she has time to hang out before her flight. She suggests they get pancakes and Molly ecstatically accepts. Booksmart. A movie that has no books hmm. and very little smarts. It was a movie mm-hmm. and it came out. That's, that's true. How do you feel about it? I, I really like the movie, right? It's it's really good. I think also for being um, Olivia Wilde's uh, directorial debut, I think this is a good one. The only thing I would say is, like, I think a lot of the side characters were a lot funnier than the main characters because there's, like, Billy Lord's character is hilarious. And the, the one kid, Jared, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um... But even like the the one guy who's wanting to get with the teacher, like like they they're all like way funnier than like, and I feel like it, it kind of I, I I get that that I think that's what it, they were going for, but like I think though, I wish they would have just been a little bit funnier. I think towards the end they get funnier. I think I think what they're going for is that they're just these corny, middle class white chicks, right? Yeah, that. To them, this is fun and exciting, and they have their little gas ups and stuff. But everyone else is like kind of normal in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that that's the, the the thing they're trying to paint. Yeah. Okay. I think I like it a little bit more than I think I did. Like, it's a really good film. It is really good. Well, I would I say that it deserves like ninety something on Rotten Tomato, like almost a hundred percent. No, I think I'd give it like a. If it was like if someone told me this movie had 85 percent, I'd be like, "Yeah, there you go. That sounds about right." I think a lot of people gave it a higher thing because it's like, "Well, they're women. Oh, look how funny they are." It's like, "Yeah, they're they're pretty fucking funny." But I think it's the same thing they did with Bridesmaid, where they're like, "Oh, just because they're women and they're doing comedy, we like, oh, it's so much funnier." And it's like, "Yeah, it's it's a funny movie, but like." It's not as funny as I feel like people make it out to be. Like yeah, that I didn't find that movie very funny at all. But everyone was telling me it was hilarious. Th- there's a lot. Melissa McCarthy is hilarious. Yeah. And I think Rose Byrne, too. She's, for being like, I think she's, I love that she does more comedy now. Because she's actually a really, like, comedic actress. But, like, everyone else, it's like, oh, they're just doing okay. But I think really what it was is because Melissa, Melissa McCarthy... <laughs> Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely not the bridesmaids of the year. But I think what held me back on watching it was everyone praising it as yeah. this like fantastic film and that, oh, this is one in a million and whatever. But I, it's like we've seen this. The story is there anything new. No, it's, it's super just, bad. It, yeah, it's just changed a little bit. All Which, it is, it's, it's super bad, but women. Yeah. Um, it's funny, too, because this movie was actually black, <clears throat> on the blacklist um, originally. And, like, the story for it was that they were trying to find prom dates. And there was neither of them was gay. And it's like, okay. But, like, I think that might have been a little bit more interesting, right? Yeah. Like, tr- them trying to find... Like, these characters trying to find prom dates yeah. would have been a little bit funnier. It honestly would because it felt very rushed. Mm-hmm. Because we're yeah. supposed to believe that these people are so dedicated and smart and all this stuff, but they're oblivious to everyone around them. Yeah, that, that's what was funny, but dumb. It's how everyone's like, "Wait, you're going to Stanford?" And they're like, "Uh, yeah," but you're a fucking idiot. And it's like, 
well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and th- that is funny because that is kind of true, right? Yeah. But the way that they played it out in this movie was like, that's unbelievable because you guys would have known this yeah. by now. But the well, no, dates- remember, the, uh, the reason why they don't know is they they actually do kind of explain it. Remember, they say that, like, the rule is that they if if you don't want to know what school you're going to, they don't have to tell you what school you're going to. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I missed that. But but nonetheless, like, even at a regular school, I know you know, I like, know. oh, yeah, like, th- this guy's going to go to, you know, uh, community college instead, or, oh, they're taking a year yeah. off, or... Or you're going up north, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they're teenagers. Of course they're going to tell everyone, oh, hey, yeah, I got into something called Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, that that was the only weird part because it just, to me, it didn't make sense mm-hmm. because they were they were very involved in everything that was academic, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't the one thing that is very academic to everyone else get into college, something that they never heard about or never found out? But... I think it would have made it for a more interesting movie if it was a prompt thing. Because a prompt thing is getting ready towards the end. Yeah. A prompt thing is, hey, we're going to have prom, and after prom, we get ready to graduate. It's going to be fantastic. And, and they still could have brought up the whole issue of, like, where she didn't tell her about, like, taking the, the year off. Yeah. Because it's like, wait, you, you didn't tell me about this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, because you're so controlling and blah, blah. Like, you could have literally had that whole scene play out still. Yeah. That that weird little detail, it's like, that, that would be m- way more interesting. Mm. And I guess maybe it's, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a thing where it's like, well, yeah, but we didn't want it to sound sexist, but you didn't have to have it sexist. The whole movie did very well saying like, hey, we're very progressive and we're mm-hmm. not stuck in like old uh, tr- tropes of doing this and that or yeah. we could have this being normal or whatever. They could have easily done some shit like that where... But- Maybe even that. Maybe they're like, well, what if we just go together? And she's like, well, you know, I kind of want to, you know, ask my, my crush out, but I'm so afraid because she might say no. Yeah, because the way that the movie presents this is like, it's the last day of school and you're barely going to talk to her. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, and then like she's leaving in a few days too. Like, we see that. So it's like, yeah, it would have made more sense if it was prom because it's like, you could have also made a like a, a deal of like some dumb like excuse for like why like oh like oh she's going with her what you know what I mean yeah or not they could have just no had, yeah yeah they could have just I had know. these two nerds but, like they literally could have just had these two nerds trying to find dates because they realize that school's ending and college is coming up and everything's moving too fast and and the fact that they like you could also do like the whole thing like. We never cut loose. We never do anything crazy. Prom is, like, the perfect time to do that. Like, and then, like, and what one thing, though, I will say is they do do a good job of, like, capturing, like, teenagers, I guess, nowadays. Like, they, they did get that down. But even for them being, like, so nerdy and stuff, I feel like they still would have been involved with these people. Like, the way that they make it seem like is that they, they know, like, they've known them for forever, but yet they don't know them. It's it's weird. Like Jared and all like all them. They, like they they know them, right? But they don't know them. But it's like I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And I, I mean, you can easily say, "Oh, it's because they were wrapped up in themselves," which is true. I mean, you know, there's people out there who want to only hang out with one person or do this one thing and. They would rather, like, oh, well, we could go here, but, like, we could just stay home, or we could go here and stay, you know what I mean? Like, I get that. But I don't know. I just, uh, it was fine. Like, it's yeah. funny. The the people in it are good. The story's okay. Uh, they're, the, the way they do their friendship's pretty, pretty good. I do like the ending. Yeah, I do, too. Uh... What's your name? Hooking up with the bullies. It's kind of funny. Kind of weird, but kind of funny. Oh, with um, Hope? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as like random. Just like, oh, okay. I guess that's what kids do these days. I do like how the, the teacher decided to go into the party, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, fuck it. <clears throat> yeah, like, see, there's, there's a lot of funny. This movie is funny. 
But I just think, like, a lot of the comedy comes from other people when it's like, I I don't know. Like, shouldn't it come from them a little bit more? No, I, I know. That's what I... F- that's what I felt. After I watched it, I was like, that is a good movie. You, you know what it is? I think it's... This movie is super bad meets Lady Bird. They're not. Super bitches. Yeah. Just kind of bitchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Which isn't bad. No, I mean, it's it shot really good. Like I said, Billy Lord's hilarious. Like, I love when... Um, she she's she's trying to get her to smoke the the weed and then he's like um you can't smoke up here and she's like what did you just say to her and she's just like i don't think he's talking to her he's like no she's you like, can't smoke up here she's like how did you get here <laughs> and then she's like she goes on the walking <laughs> she's, she's like, like light him up and she's saying like this is my best friend or whatever he's out of the <laughs> yeah. party like what the fuck um yeah that was funny and yeah see like it, it did good for what it was doing because you're right. Like it, when uh, what's his name, um, J- Jared? Jared? Yeah, yeah. When he explains like their friendship, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it like it provokes the emotions that you want it to, and it does a lot of stuff really well. <laughs> uh, it's a solid, funny movie, but I think a lot of people are giving it more credit than yeah. it should have. Like, I'm not saying that it's not worth it, but... For directorial debut, yes. Yeah. She she hits out of the park. But I think story-wise, it's like a, a B plus. Yeah, it, it's kind of like watching mid-90s. The reason why I love that was mm. because it felt super authentic. Yeah. This movie felt like a movie they were trying to create, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Like, it, yeah. like it was good. I think, I think, I think we're gonna <coughs> sound like we're complaining a lot, yeah. but we're we're trying not to. Well, the, and and the reason why, uh, uh, I guess, future reference, is that we're gonna go over the Oscars after, mm-hmm. and I've been, I'm pretty bad at remembering like what came out this year or whatever for everything like yeah. I, that's why i don't uh, make yeah, I, know. I don't make like top 10 albums over the year because i'm like what the fuck came out nothing came out then i look back and i'm like oh yeah all this came <laughs> out so i'm just not good at that but i've been recently compiling all the films from last year and just by going through that it's like fuck there's so much like better well, movies honestly if she was nominated for this i would be like yeah you know what? She kind of deserves it because this is the this is the type of thing that I think we should give like a nomination for because it's like your your first time and you're and you're able to pull something off like this because it could have been complete shit, right? It could have been a terrible movie. Like the the movie could have itself been like, oh ha ha, like I super guess. low brow, yeah, or something like... something stupid. But the fact that she like. She was on her game when she did this. This is their first time putting a movie together, and they're able to like give you something this good. And like I said, we'll get into all of this, but that's what's that's what's kind of bringing up these emotions. That this is a good film, like through and through, it's a good yeah. film. I mm-hmm. I really liked it. This is just touching on the subject that we're gonna get I to know, because I, know. I have a lot of hot takes for. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. especially if the Oscars play out exactly like we think we're gonna, they're going to play out. Uh, you know what I think it's going to be? It's going to be Well, I'll wait till I'll wait till yeah, well, later. That's what I'm saying. Just know that this film's a really good film and Yeah. They honestly they could have got she could have got nominated for best director. Why not? Yeah. She did you're right. She did something that most people can't do where you write or you you put a movie out, it's your first time doing it and it's a fantastic film. Sometimes I get confused on whether something should be a director, like should get nominated for a director or not, because now I know how much a director can have input or they can just go by the numbers. And uh, Martin Scorsese, he's one of the best. So that's why the Irishman's good. No. See, that mindset is what's destroying everything. And like I said, (laughs) we'll get into it. But... Just know that this movie is really good. If uh, you're interested in hilarious coming age movies, mm-hmm. and I would honestly put this up there with with Superbad. 
as like a good coming of age. Yeah. Yeah. Like super bad and so on. Youth in Revolt. That one's a pretty good one. It's a good film. Backed hard. Watch it. Yeah. This is the the beginning of our Oscar buzz thing. Ooh, buzzy. Um and looking at movies that are nominated, should have been nominated, etc. This this movie definitely should have had, you know, something. Yeah. But uh it's not Martin Scorsese. So. Well, see like I don't know. Exactly. I hate the fact that I have to be like, well, the the Golden Globes actually did something good, and they nominated um like Booksmart for stuff. It's like I hate the Golden Globes. Just watch it. Booksmart, the movie that we just reviewed, is Olivia Wilde's directorial debut. And what I wanted to talk about this week is, like, other directors' directorial debut. The ones that either, like, knocked it out of the park or kind of set up, like, oh, we knew, like, from this, like, they're going to be, like, a great director. Um, Something that I brought up uh, during the review was um, Sorry to Bother You, which is Boots Riley's directorial debut, which is an amazing film. Honestly, I can't, I, I wish he would make more movies. What black exploitations film films did back in the day, I feel like this is like the new version of it. Mm-hmm. Like something that you would get from someone who's as radical as Boots Riley. Yeah. And it's like, wait, so it's funny, it's entertaining, it's thought-provoking, it looks really well, it's acted really well. It's kind of weird. Everything about it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And then, and then everyone... And and the Academy's like, yeah, but it's not Remy Malik, so he had fake teeth. Yeah, did uh, Lakeith Stanfield wear fake teeth throughout the whole thing and lip sync? I proved my point. Or Ex Machina, Alex Garland's uh, directorial debut. Uh, that movie is amazing. We reviewed it here. Well, we also reviewed Sorry to Bother You, so go back and check those out, but... That's a great film, too. Like, the fact that you can take, like, what, like, three characters and make such a, like, suspense-ridden, like, film. One of them's not even supposed to be real. Yeah. And did you see that, um... Where are they? What was, it was, like, Nerdist, like, named that, the, the dance scene, like, meme something of uh, the last decade or something. I don't know. Something okay. like that. And it's like, oh, well, it makes sense, because that, that, that scene comes out of, like, nowhere. <laughs> or, um... Hereditary by Ari Aster. It's like, this just showed, like, how great... I mean, like like you said, like, you can go online and check out, right? He, he has a bunch of short films, and you can see, like, what he did before, but, like, this really showed, like, as a director for, like, a feature film, like, oh, he knows what he's doing. That's the craziest part, is that when you watch something like, uh, I think it's Meet the Johnsons, that mm. came out years ago. It had that little flavor that he still keeps. Mm-hmm. And then he went on, I think he did a, a two or three more, like kind of bigger, like little short films. Um, I believe it's, the, it's either one before or maybe before that. But that definitely had this like weird, creepy vibe to it. And when you go back and you watch that, and it's like, oh shit, so he's always had this in him. Yeah, and so <laughs> that that's what makes it crazier is that Hereditary feels like this is a Darren Aronofsky making a fifth film, right? Someone who knows what they're doing. They've they've dealt with this before. They have their yeah. That. Maybe maybe they're a little out there, and we don't. Their movies are kind of crazy, but his image and his head, he knows how to put on screen. Yeah, and that's but true. the thing is, this is his first full-length movie yeah <laughs> and 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 it's just one of those things where it's like from here when we got midsummer we're like whatever he does next is probably going to be a f- amazing um district nine neil bloomkamp which see we we really i think we like him more than other people like him because chappie i i, I like chappie i thought chappie was bad and then what's the other one he did um elysium i didn't see that one was that good Everyone said that's the one that I want to watch, but I've, I just like it never pops up, and I don't want to rent it. 
Yeah. But it is like it's I, I guess it's it's sci fi in the way that I love. Yeah, so that's I'm probably that's gonna what like I hear it. Too. But the the funny the funniest thing about that too is that as much world building as it does is very like DIY, you know, just like on the cuff, everything it's funny when you when you go and you look back at back at these interviews and these little like docs and stuff and it's like you mean all this film just like that? Like the main character guy. Yeah. He's just like a friend. Yeah. And it's um, like Char- Charlie O'Coley. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or okay, um, being John Malkovich, Spike Jones's first film. Which I'll, I'll say, Spike Jones doesn't make very many films, but when he makes a film, it's it's usually pretty good. Her, hers, amazing. Uh, Where the Wild Things Are is a really good film. That I I feel like more people need to see that movie. I love that movie. Um, eighth Grade. Uh, Bo Burnham, like yeah. I can't honestly, like it's crazy to think like what he like what he started from and then like what he gave us, and it's like now I just want to see more. Yeah, it is weird because as someone who likes a lot of stand up and stuff, his his shit always comes up, and and whatever, and he's funny. Like I like him, he's funny. I think there was a point in time where people were think people thought like he was the best stand up comedian. But it's like, ah, oh, he's he's good, but like Oh like how they think like John Mulaney now. Yeah. He's like, oh he's the best. He's That's, all like, yeah, he's been funny for I yeah. don't know, like over <laughs> like decades now. Yeah. But sure, whatever. Um <laughs> But no, but I, I've always thought he was entertaining. I thought he was funny. <laughs> but when you watch eighth grade, it's almost like that guy he but it's not like his cause this is like real and that yeah. but he's but he's he's funny guy but he's not this real funny wait what yeah that's crazy because that movie is so good like I, I and i love that um what's her name elsie fisher uh that she's like getting like she was great in castle rock this season like i just i can't wait to see more of her and things like I, i'm just so glad when we see like these films that like so like this person has never done this before, and they just like they give you something so real, like with, with this, and then the next one, uh, mid nineties with Jonah Hill, like like we we were just were saying during our um, review of Booksmarts, like that movie just because I think because we grew up in the in the mid <laughs> in the nineties, but for us like we we see we we see the things that they do and we're like yeah that's that that's the nineties that's yeah. that's exactly what the 90s was that that's it yeah when you look at films like eighth grade and like mid 90s they're completely different movies but the reason why i think they're held up so highly is because with eighth grade those are real like eighth graders these are things kids really go through that's why i was trying to get my sister to watch it but she's a fucking eighth grader or she was an eighth grader so of course she's not gonna be like i want to watch your movie <laughs> No, it's not some stupid horror film my friends are talking about, so I'm not going to watch it. And mm. it's like, stupid eighth grader. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, the, and the same thing with uh, mid-90s, that felt exactly like everyone I knew. That felt like when I first got into skating. That's what I'll say, too, is like, I love that he didn't just shove, like, Oh, remember that song from the night? Remember that song from the nineties? Remember this from the night? Like that, you do see it a little bit, like to to kind of give you a reference that this is the nineties, like with like, um, like the I think they show like a, a Super Nintendo, and they show like some like Ninja Turtle stuff. But you know what I mean? Like it's it's not in your face. It's enough to be like, oh yeah, we're in the middle of the the nineties yeah. right now. Um, Jennifer Kent, uh, the Babadook, the Babadook is a good is a solid film. I think I, what I love about that film is that she's great at capturing that that feeling of dread, of like, because there's that one scene where she's in the bed and she the the door opens, and she she knows that something's there and she sees and there's like a figure there and to me like that's always like the creepiest thing where it's like what the fuck is that, <laughs> and you don't want to look but you're like you're like I gotta look, oh. <laughs> Uh, Dawn of the Dead by Zack Snyder, everyone's favorite director. Which, uh, honestly, that is a... 
there was a time I think because like the zombie fatigue we we had where I was like Dawn of the Dead. But I think now looking back though, after we've finally gotten over like our Walking Deads and World War Z's and you know like all those dumb things that we had for the longest time. I think now in retrospect, being further away from it, it's like, yeah, that actually is a really good one because it kind of started that, like, I know it didn't start the, like, fast, like, moving zombies, but, because I think that was, what, 28 Days Later did that? But, like, this kind of built off of that and built it into, like, the, like, Dawn of the Dead, like, zombie world. Yeah, like, mutated. Yeah. Think and. Yeah, oh, they can think, I think. So at the end of it, I guess what we'll say is you never know, right? Like, just because I think we should give more directors, like, chances. Like, we shouldn't just give the same people over and over again just because they're like, well, I earned it because I I made um, a movie back in the 70s, so I get to make all the movies now. It's like, that's ridiculous and old-fashioned thinking. Like, there are so many people who, nowadays, they have the ability to to show you what they can do. And even people that we didn't know who, like like Olivia Wilde, right? And, uh, like, a, like Jason Bateman. Um, he, he um, what was the one he did? Um, Bad Words? That was a really good one. Um, these people that we, we've seen before that just either acted or they did, like, other stuff behind the scenes maybe or produced or something but then they switch to directing and they can give us these films that are like oh i didn't even know we wanted that or something that like oh that's that's crazy i never thought to like look at that like this or even to take a script and they kind of like look at it and they're like well i kind of like this idea but let's change this and i think that's where a lot of older people need to like move on about where it's like, look at what these fresh new people do, right? And yeah, to a certain extent, like I get it. Like Steven Spielberg had to start somewhere, right? He he started with Duel, and then like um what like George Lucas, he started with THX eleven thirty eight and American Graffiti. But we're past that now. I think we need to move on to let these new people who are showing us that. Not only are they giving us a, a, a good, like... Because, I mean, honestly, like, do you do you know what Duel is? Right? Like, just, just oh, it's... But because it's directed by Steven Spielberg, does that... Oh, that means it's amazing, right? It's like well, the same thing with Reservoir Dogs. It's like, it's a good movie, but, like, does it deserve as much, like, praise nowadays as it does? I, I don't know. Probably not. Because, like, like, you can point to so many other movies that these directors have done that you could be like, well, see, these are better films. Yeah. These, these newer filmmakers and their newer films show that like, Hey, maybe we should invest in like boots Riley, or maybe we should invest in like a Jonah Hill, like these people who, or like Jordan Peele showed us that like your roots could be in comedy, but you can give us something so drastically different, like get out and, like, all it takes is just, like, hey, yeah, maybe we should look other places because I guess other people can give us good films, too. It can't just, it's not just the same old, same old. Theoretically, you're supposed to be able to build your filmography, right? And you get better with every film. And I think when you look back at certain filmmakers, you want to say, like, well, oh, their, their filmography is perfect. I think. Especially with someone like Quentin Tarantino, he has that idea that every film he did is fantastic. So he has to end early because he doesn't want to get old like a like a Clint Eastwood and end up making something like The Mule. <laughs> um, does that necessarily mean that those films are great? I mean, like we've said, personally, I think his later part of the, his career is his best. Yeah. Uh, not taking away from those beginning, uh, the beginning films, but there are people who will say, no, Reservoir Dogs is the best film he ever did. That directorial debut, oh my God, amazing. I think it just, it, 
it captivates people that oh that's his first movie look how great it is so nothing can top that and it's like uh, I don't know and I think that that's rare right to yeah. find some people get lucky um, with people like Alex Garland he just happened to be able to write these really cool scripts and then said like fuck it I'm just gonna make my own movie yeah. like, I know what I want to make <laughs> yeah this like I'm gonna take this into my own hands and then made like one of the best sci-fi films of the century and sure you could say that that's luck you could say that well it's because he had all this experience prior to you know and 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 what seeing the how his films have turned out before so he knew you know whatever whatever but the thing is that movie came out and it's fantastic yeah his movie after came out and it's fantastic like who knows what else he's gonna i mean i'm 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 excited to see his show because the show look looks weird it looks kind of like sunshine but i mean sunshine actually is a good movie so and honestly oh this is subjective (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but these are just films that we see that are like impressive to be a first film you know sometimes the first film doesn't necessarily mean their first try at it right Mm -hmm. sometimes these people have directed tv shows they do short films they they help you know direct or something whatever they do especially like some of these actors they're on set all the time so you could say that that helps them more so than someone like like you or me who have to start from the bottom <clears throat> and get to that top. But even with all that, some of this shit is super impressive. And you can go and say this first film that Martin Scorsese did is as good as his his last film that he did. Because everything he did is amazing. Mm. Every single film he did mm. is amazing. No. But that's subjective. If you believe it, you believe it. I guess. But I, I will say that so far over the last decade plus, whatever, we've been seeing a lot of these people move into like director roles and start producing these really unique films. Yeah. And it's exciting because that's kind of the Hollywood we want. We don't want to have to be told that the Irishman is good. And then you're like, yeah, but where? And they're like, oh, all of it. But uh, don't you see? It's good because he he has to struggle with being old now. Don't you? Don't you remember back in the '60s when John and John Kennedy just got elected and how bright the world seemed? No, I wasn't born then. Oh, see, you don't get it, you millennials. Yeah, you don't. You just don't get it. And. Like I said, some of those movies have their places, right? People fucking watch, was it Palms? They love that. Old old white ladies love that fucking movie. Which one? Palms. It's literally about all the old ladies who start to do like cheerleading shit. Oh. <laughs> like some of these movies have their audience, but... It's exciting when we see this fresh blood, this new blood, and sometimes even old blood stepping into this new position. And it's like, damn, you made this movie? Like, this was there the whole time? And that, I guess, makes it more exciting knowing that that's kind of what we're going towards in the future. The fact that we have the Alex Garland who, sure, he can write a script and you might like it, but now he's saying, no, fuck that. I'm taking it into my own hands. And I want to direct it. I know what it should look like, so let me do it. Yeah. And then making these beautiful, amazing films. And it's like, fuck, yeah. And we talk a lot about, like, Hollywood as it is now and the dumb shit they do. And like we said, we're going to get to the Oscars. After the Oscars comes out, we're going to... We're going to put a pin in it, but we're actually going to get to that. But even with all that... It does feel nice knowing that some of these people that we're seeing right now in the beginning and, and you know, seeing how they, they, they move through, you know, these next couple of years, that that's going to be old Hollywood one day. Yeah. And hopefully they're going to be the ones that be like, hey, you know, I wouldn't write a script like that, but these kids, man, they're really good at what yeah. they do. Instead of what we have now. Yeah. 
But with all that, we'll just say thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. We appreciate it. Oh, if you yeah. would like, please follow us on any of your streaming apps. You know, uh, iTunes, Google, we're on Spotify, all that stuff. YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're on YouTube. Everything gets uploaded there. You can literally find us anywhere that you listen to a, a podcast. Or you can like us on our social, that's intb underscore podcast, at Twitter and Instagram. You could DM us. <laughs> you could comment on stuff. You could add us, whatever. Yeah. Uh, or if that's not your thing, you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know, uh, do you have any favorite first films from your favorite directors? Or- yeah. Maybe there's a director that you hate, but then you're like, but their first film was pretty good. Or what do you think about Booksmart? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Yeah. And if you have um, some Oscar stuff you want to talk about. Yeah, let us you know. Can, yeah, let us know. Maybe we'll bring it up or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, it's, yeah, what do you what do you guys think about this, this, this season so far? Yeah. It's going to be interesting two weeks. But like I said, we'll get there and we'll go in depth because... Oh, boy. Yeah. It's like the first time I'm actually on my game this year, and it's like, wait, so the Oscars is, like, always wrong? Yeah, yes. <laughs> this is why I, I get... No one ever told me. Why do you think I get mad, like, around this time every year? The only time when I, like... The, the, there was only two years in a row where I was, like, nice and happy. It was when Moonlight won and then when Shape of Water won. Because it was like, oh, they actually did something correct. But we'll get to it, guys. Don't worry. But, as always, remember, Mm, 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 it's not that bad. Mm, mm. It's not that bad.